Hi, welcome to the brand new podcast, Your Real Source, the podcast where we will be discussing the ongoing changes to the real estate industry. My name is Dave DeReese, CEO of My Real Source. Today we'll be discussing the pandemic, its effects on our industry, market trends, things like that. I'm excited to tell you that we have an expert on data sharing, Brian Elford. We'll be discussing data sharing with him. And let's get started with our brand new podcast, episode one. Let's get going. Thank you for attending. Before we get too far into the subjects that we introduced, I'd like to make sure that everyone has an understanding of who my real source is and who I am. My real source is the only broker-owned MLS in the state of Michigan who is uh, going to have their 100th birthday next year. So we're 99 years in. Next year is the 100th anniversary. Looking forward to that. Very excited about that. Next, I have my executive producer, Jake, has prepared some questions that he wants to ask to make sure that everybody knows a little bit about me. Hello, everybody. I'm Jake. And Dave, um, I have a couple questions for you. Okay, what are they? First, um, how long have you been CEO of My Real Source? It's been over 12 years. Now, who would you say is your current and childhood hero? My current hero is Bill Gates because I just finished watching his TED Talk uh, on preparing for a pandemic, which he recorded back in 2015. Uh, my childhood hero was Neil Armstrong, as well as all the other uh, astronauts uh, in the Apollo program. I followed that uh, very closely when I was a kid. Now, what is, the, what is your favorite part of your career? My favorite part of my career is being able to provide the tools and the data that our members need to do business. Back when I was a broker owner, I had to belong to four different MLSs just to have enough data to do what I needed to do. Today, somebody who has a broker's office in the same location I was at can get by with belonging to one MLS and have all the data that they need. So I'm excited about that. Now, this next one is a fun one. What two radio stations do you listen to the most? When I'm in the car, I listen to uh, Seriously Sinatra as well as uh, Broadway tunes on the Broadway channel. Now, what would your business goal be? My business goal is to make sure that we get to 100% coverage uh, through data sharing for the entire state so that someone who's a member of our MLS gets 100% of the listings that they need for the entire state. That's all the questions I have for you. Well, thank you, Jake, for those questions. No problem. Next thing on our business agenda is we're going to have a remote call with Brian Elford as soon as we get him hooked up. Hello, Brian. Are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Sounds like we have a connection. All right. Well, we're very uh, uh, happy today to have a very special guest, Brian Elford, who is the CIO, the Chief Information Officer at My Real Source. And he's going to give us some information today about a couple of topics. One is the market trends, what's going on uh, during this uh, pandemic in uh, real estate, and also data sharing. We're going to talk about data sharing. But let's start out with the 
uh, market trends. And I know that typically we take a look at uh, things that come out of uh, our market stats uh, software, uh, the fast stat reports. And I think what we'll do is we'll publish the most recent one, which is the uh, April one on our uh, website, which is yourrealsource.info. So while you're listening to this, you can go there and take a look at it. And what it shows is that for April, which is the first full month of the pandemic, uh, that the new listings were down 73%. The pending sales were down 70%. Closed sales were down 40%. But the prices, both the median price and the average sales price were up and up considerably. Median up 14% and average up 9%. And that's a function of the next number that I'm going to give you, which is the inventory. The inventory was down 32%. So the fact that the inventory is so low is help uh, propping up the uh, prices. But the thing that this uh, market stats fast at report, which we'll post uh, is only showing you a month and Brian, I know you did some work and put together a, a better uh, graph and a better uh, way of looking at what's happening in the market. Can you talk about what you uh, built? In reference to the graph and reference to um, market stats, which publishes uh, monthly, um, I, you're right, Dave. The, the problem is, is that this, um, this pandemic has changed week to week. So we really needed something a little more granular that went into really what made this curve and how, the, how we're actually going towards a, a point of recovery. Um, so it, it's interesting to look at the curve. It, what is gonna be more interesting to see how this plays out um, if we surpass uh, at least the inventory that we had um, uh, from this, this point um, a year ago. So it looks like the, the lines are gonna converge um, but the question is, how much is it going to surpass? So it, it's, it's nice to look at these graphs week to week, because I think it gives us a better insight than to wait um, until um, a market stats product um, is, is able to uh, generate the results. And don't get me wrong, the market stats is a great product. It really is. But um, again, I, I can't... Um, I can't, I can't say any more about the fact that this has been week to week. Yeah, on, this, on this, this weekly, uh, I think you call it your weekly pandemic uh, curve graph. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. It, what it shows is that in the uh, third week of March is when it starts to tip down and then it goes down till uh, about, uh, let's see, the... Uh, second week of April and it looks like the second week of April is about the, the bottom and then it starts coming back up. And like you say, it looks like it's going to come up and intersect and, and probably uh, surpass the levels that it was at uh, a year ago that uh, same week. So it's a very interesting graph and we'll uh, definitely post that on the uh, website, uh, yourrealsource.info. So go ahead and take a look at that. But uh uh, it's going to be interesting to keep this going and see what happens on a weekly basis because things are happening so fast. Yeah, absolutely. That's why um, I, I think we'll continue to build this graph uh, throughout the year. 
Yeah, I think... uh, because I, I think, um, and, and I think everyone agrees with this. Um, this market is going to be, we're going to be working on um, correcting this market throughout the year. This is going to last probably into next year uh, with the inventory. Yeah, well, um, I because think... you, you, I think you're going to have a lot of um, a lot of people that didn't want to list held off, um, and those people are either now just listing or they might wait until next year. The interesting thing is that uh, it never went down to zero. Uh, no. Even though your your graph shows the curve down, it only went down to maybe you know one third of the number of listings from the previous year. It never went down to zero. And then now it's coming back and it's coming back uh, at a pretty steep uh, rate. So uh, yep. it, I think it's amazing the number of... Uh, new listings and new pendings that were happening right in the height of the you know pandemic uh, slowdown. All right. So that's, we'll make sure we've got those both uh, posted. We'll do the uh, fast at for uh, the entire area. And then we'll do the Brian's uh, pandemic uh, uh, curve graph and we'll post that as well. So uh, go ahead and take a, a look at those. So let's move on now to, uh, data sharing, which is extremely important given the fact that uh, inventory is so low. With inventory being so low, uh, it's important for uh, real estate agents and brokers to have, uh, you know, properties that they can show and, and uh, sell and get a commission. So the more properties they have available to them through the MLS, uh, the better uh, everyone is. So by data sharing, we can provide uh, more listings for them. And we've been working at this, and I know Brian's been uh, been working on it really hard for the last 10 years. So uh, what I'd like to talk about is there's lots of different forms of uh, data sharing. I know uh, Brian's uh, taught me about uh, password exchanges, uh, direct data sharing, repository methods, single sign-on. Uh, so can you walk us through what all these different types are and why we need to understand the differences? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, you know, um, with the exception of password exchange, we're actually employing the the rest of the uh, forms of data sharing. But to explain them, uh, a reciprocal is probably the easiest, um, simply because it's just allowing a, a non-member that participates under um, a form of data sharing access to your MLS. So I'm just assigning you a login. And in some cases, those were a single login that had complete access. So it was shared amongst numerous accounts. Um, and um, I think for good reason, um, a lot of MLSs in the state have kind of pulled back from that, uh, just simply because there's really no accountability. You have no idea who's getting into your MLS system. But again, it's um, it's easy, it's cheap, and I think that's probably the enticing part of it. But it still requires your members that use this to log into a separate system. So they still need to know an, another login, another password, um, and a system that might not be familiar. So they'd have to know how to use that system in addition to their, yep. their regular system, their home system. Yep. And then w if they wanted to put together a report or a CMA and it was you know, part of the listings were in one and part of the listings were in another. You got to figure out how to put those together. 
yeah, you, you're going to have to do two separate searches uh, and then build your report based on those two separate searches. So that's so, the, like the legacy way of doing yes. data sharing is this uh, reciprocal password exchange type thing. And it's kind of going out of fashion. So if we don't want to have to log into two different systems, what's the other way to uh, data share? Well, the other way to data share is what I would, I would consider true data sharing uh, because we are exchanging data. Um, it might vary in some degrees based on the examples that we're going to talk about, but um, the data is being pulled into uh, like the most, the more popular method that we're using is uh, either the direct or the reciprocal, or I'm sorry, uh, repository form of data sharing. So now what that enables us to do is uh, gather a large group of uh, participating MLSs. They dump all their data in this central database or a bucket, so to speak. And then you just pull back once and it could encompass um, you know, several MLSs just with one data feed. So it's a, it's a very effective way to kind of upscale uh, data sharing um, throughout the state. It, it really, it, it makes it easier for doing that. So if it was either a direct data share from one MLS to the other or a repository method where it went into a repository and then back to the other MLS, in either one of those, it's actually being put, those shared listings are being put in your own home MLS, which gets rid of the uh, need for somebody to log into different MLSs. They only log into their one home MLS but they see the shared listings from lots of different MLSs and they can- Correct, a, a single search, uh, prospecting, all of that is, is covering um, all that data uh, once. You don't have to log into separate systems to, uh, to gather that information. So that, I think that's really, when agents ask for um, a statewide database, we kind of hear that. Um, I think this is, Really, what they're asking for is they just want all the data uh, in one place. So, uh, when we say one database, we get there through data sharing. We're not actually creating a monopoly. We're actually still keeping the competitive advantages of having uh, different MLSs, but we're creating one database so that they can go in and do one search in their one system and get all of the results and. Uh, what about offers of cooperation and compensation? Are those included all the time, some of the times? How does that work? Well, that can definitely be mixed. Um, but um, one thing we could say within um, our Paragon system is any listing an agent will see offers full cooperation. So there's no mistaking uh, whether the listing is um, does not offer a full cooperation because um, that's that's one factor of having all of the data in the MLS system. Um, so that full cooperation is extended to any listing that's seen within our Paragon system. So if they log in and they see it there, it includes the cooperation and conversation. Correct, without question. And then is there uh, other data sharing that does yep. not include the cooperation and conversation? That's, yep, that's correct. Now um, we have a data share with Northern Great Lakes realtors. Um, as far as I know, this is an exclusive data share. 
So um, what it allows our members to do is to see their complete MLS system. So in some ways, like a password exchange, but there's more accountability. Um, every user has their own account. They don't have to learn a separate login and password. They're actually going into a neighboring Paragon system, which they're somewhat familiar with. Um, and they have full access to the Northern Great Lakes, which is um, you know, Traverse Area Association, um, Northeastern and Central Michigan. Uh, but one reason that it just made sense to make this uh, an SSO is because in this case, this did not, um, they did not extend full cooperation. So to keep that separation and any confusion, um, this was a case that it made sense to build an SSO. So if they, we've got this single sign-on, they have the ability to see the listings and they're seeing them in real time? Correct. Okay, so if somebody put in a listing, you know, this afternoon, they're seeing it this afternoon, there's no delay. Correct, yeah, as well as their uh, prospects. Let's say, for instance, they have clients that are interested in Northern Michigan property. They could put those clients in there because it's not a shared account like a password exchange. And those clients will get notifications just like they do in the Paragon system down here. Okay. So the frequency is uh, immediate with the single sign-on. Back Going back uh, to the uh, either the direct or the repository method, what's the frequency or the uh, uh, how live are, are those data share uh, listings seen? How, how soon would I see a listing? Yeah, the, uh, the frequency is uh, anywhere from 15 minutes to like 40 minutes. Okay. Um, that's where it fluctuates depending on what the update cycle is. So it's pretty quick. And when you compare that to what we did, especially when we started building these, um, these data shares 10 years ago, we used something called FTP and that was once a day. So think about that. We were getting updates, new listings on a 24 hour cycle, not a 30 minute or 15 minute cycle. So that's been so a it's big a huge improvement. improvement. That's a big improvement. So the frequency is uh, uh, good on both of them. The single sign-on is is basically live. Um, the and I think uh, we have a, a map. You've created a map that shows the footprint of the different MLSs that we data share with. And I think what we should do is post that to the website, yep. uh, 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 which is your. Uh, source, your real source, uh, dot info. So we'll, we'll post that as well. And then the other thing that I think that was interesting that you did a map was you did a map of what were the results of data sharing? Were there transactions that were facilitated by data sharing? And what, when you looked at that, what did you find? Um, I thought this was really fascinating and this really, this really reinforces why, why we're doing data sharing. Um, the fact that we were able to get um, over 20,000 closed transactions last year, and that's, that comes out to over 40,000 transaction size, list side, sell side, for um, over you know, $3.7 billion in volume. That's, that's occurred because of these, uh, this, this data sharing. 
And again, so if we, I, that's very compelling. So if we took the, again, counting both the list side and the sell side, that'd be 7.3 billion in total agent production. Yes. And uh, that would probably work out to be over $200 million in commissions. Yep. And so yep. what was your methodology for figuring this out? Was it that, you know, the listing side was from one MLS and the sell side from it was a, a different MLS? Yep. It's, it's really that simple. And, you know, the data is, it's, it's right in our database. I just pull all the, uh, the closed uh, transactions for the year and do just a quick comparison. I mean, this is so simple. This is a simple function within um, uh, Excel where you can just kind of grab the list side, sell side and uh, run what is um, not a match between the two. And uh, we just get the sum of the volume and it's, it's really that easy. So that means that uh, data sharing actually is helping put commission dollars in agents' pockets. Yes. Yeah, this is proof of it. Wow. So if you want to see that map uh, with those uh, numbers, uh, again, we'll post that to the website, uh, yourrealsource.info. Uh, and if you have any comments, questions, uh, when you're on that site, you'll be able to uh, post a comment. You'll also be able to, uh, at a different section, ask a question. If you would like to uh, talk to either myself or Brian about uh, data sharing, you'd be uh, have if you belong to a different MLS that might be interested in data sharing. We would love to data share with everybody. So if you know somebody that wants to data share, contact either myself or Brian. We'll have our contact information on that website as well. So uh, go ahead and reach out to us and let's uh, let's everybody data share. We'd love to get to a hundred percent in the state at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, I. Just uh, one last piece. Um, we are going live with Mishrick data uh, at the end of the month, and um, that will enable us to be, um, we're going to be pulling in over 92% of the, uh, the realtors in the state of Michigan. And that would be roughly around June 1st that that would be available? Yeah. Yeah. That's I'd like to say the end of the month, but I know you guys sometimes hold my... Uh, feet to the fire. So I, <laughs> I probably should say, uh, let's say June 1st to be on the safe side, but everything looks good. Everything's on track. Um, That's so exciting. I, that will, we will be going live with Mishrick. And again, we're very close to having um, a statewide database. And by, by that, I mean all the data in the state of Michigan. Yep. That's the goal. And uh, you've been doing a great job uh, doing all these different types of data sharing, uh, taking the uh, position that we'll do whatever type of data sharing it takes to get there. So uh, uh, thank you for all your uh, work and your being imaginative and figuring out things that haven't been done before. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're going to Say thank you to Brian for uh, being on our uh, podcast uh, today, and we'll probably invite you back uh, again because this was really good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, this has been really fun doing the first episode of our podcast, and I want to remind everybody to go to yourrealsource.info 
at that site, you'll be able to uh, see all the things that we talked about uh, during this podcast. You'll also be able to ask questions. And any questions that you ask, uh, we'll try and answer in future podcasts. The other thing that you'll see there is links to our YouTube channel, My Real Source Media. And there we have recorded webinars, many of our, I think all of our classes, and you'll be able to watch those on the YouTube channel. We also have tips and tricks, other things that are unique and only on our YouTube channel. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you get the latest news because some things come out and they're breaking news. The other thing that I'd like to make sure you know about is our mixing it up with my real source, which is a live variety show on Thursdays at 10 a.m. And Colleen and Taylor, the hosts, do a great job of inviting guests, covering breaking topics, and they have uh, trivia questions that will give you the opportunity to win uh, giveaway prizes and gift baskets and things like that. So make sure that you ask your questions on that site. And then this is Dave DeReese signing off. And remember, it's not the source if it's not your real source. <laughs>